0: Hi and welcome to Arrow Bandwidth, your source for everything you need to know about the technologies, trends and concepts that are steering our industry today. We hope you enjoy this episode, and if you do, please subscribe. Okay, hi and welcome to uh, to this Arrow Bandwidth, and uh, this week we have with us, introduce yourself please, Your uh, what's your name, where would you come from?
1: My name is Frederick Frederick Forslund, I am from Sweden, yep. and I'm from the company Blanco.
0: Fantastic, fantastic. So... Um, first and foremost, thank you for coming all the
1: way from Sweden. My and, pleasure. Uh,
0: and also all the way from the south to the north. Uh, are you flying back tonight? Are you are you staying over an extra day? Are you?
1: I am flying back tomorrow if I can make it back to Stansted driving on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> but I'll do my best. Good stuff. Good stuff. So diving straight into it, Blanco. Yes.
0: I mean, so it's a new vendor to us. Um, mm-hmm. It's obviously very much not a new vendor in the world. Um, what is what is Blanco and and sort of fundamentally what does it
1: what does it do? So Blanco has a, a history of twenty years wow. uh, building an industry, and the industry is defined as data erasure, okay. i.e., whenever you have data somewhere on uh, some sort of uh, IT platform or in your network. Blanco has the technology, the software technology, to erase that data.
0: Okay, so that's great, but I mean, why? Why is it such a big issue? You know, at the end of the day, I think most people are are, are terrified about sort of damaging their data in a way that it becomes irreparable anyway. So, Mm -hmm. why would we look at a specialist tool to be able to do this? What what reasons do we have? You know, what's what's the problem that this is trying to solve over and above? say the built-in tools or accidental data sort of corruption that, that seems to be quite uh, prevalent these days? That's
1: an excellent question. So let's, let's take a trip 20 years back in time when Blanco actually started. What happened was that a hospital in Finland uh, dumped three computers in, in the garbage. Someone found those computers mm. and just decided to have a look what can we find on those hard drives. And it happened to be that they found 3000 patient journals. Wow. And of course that created a media storm Mm. and uh, in the um, effects of that, two entrepreneurs figured out we have to be able to create a really good software-based process to avoid that this happens. Mm. Because any organization at any time will have IT equipment with some sort of sensitive data on there. Yeah. So
0: obviously that, that's the problem, and I, and I think that, that problem's only become exponentially larger mm-hmm. now with the number of devices. Um, but you know how, how do you go about fixing it over and above just the white you know just the format tools that are built into Windows or Linux or or one of those platforms? what does What does Blanco do that's over and above
1: sort of just what you could do in a, in a consumer situation? Really important question. The thing is that when you use format or just a delete function on your keyboard, if you think about your own computing, you might have a feeling that the information is gone. Mm. But what happens is that uh, it is only hidden on your hard drive. Okay. So it is like reading a book. If you have a book and you rip out the table of content, that table of content is gone but the rest of the book, the rest of the story oh. is still there. So when you delete something, it is like removing the table of content from the computer or formatting, same thing, but all the information, the entire story is mm. still there and easy to recover, very easy to recover.
0: Wow, so how does Blanco go about ensuring that the data isn't recoverable? I mean, is does that where it goes? Does it literally take it all the way to the point where the data is no longer recoverable or it's, or it's so obfuscated it becomes useless to,
1: to anyone? Or So the technology works like this. You have uh, uh, certified software that will um, boot up your computer mm-hmm. uh, in its own operating system so our software can talk directly with your hard drive. And then we identify the first and the last sector of the hard drive and overwrite everything according to specific erasure standards. Mm -hmm. So we're following and allowing customers to adhere to any kind of compliance and standard. And it's not just Blanco saying that this is secure. When I say certified, that means a number of government agencies around the world, standard institutes, have checked the software, approved it. So it's used by NATO. It's used by the uh, Department of Defense here in the UK. It's used by big listed companies around the world. So it's a very established mm. uh, brand for this specific little niche within data security.
0: Yeah, and I would imagine that niche is becoming larger and larger and larger, especially with things like the introduction of GDPR where you know being able to prove Data dis- mm-hmm. data
1: disruption data destruction mm-hmm. is vital indeed. And the thing is, you you said a key word there. Prove mm. the proof is in the pudding. So what what we really need here is a process. So we have the technology to achieve the secure erasure, but even more important is that you have to know when it happened, mm-hmm. who did it. Uh, I need to be able to prove to uh, a GDPR customer or uh, external uh, uh, audits or internal compliance that this data is now gone for good, can never come back. Mm. So the software process actually creates an erasure certificate. And as a service provider or uh, someone owning this in a company, that certificate becomes the audit trail and is extremely important to be able to Mm. document and manage in in a good way.
0: So you've mentioned sort of some of the ways that that Blanco essentially works and and sort of um, well you've mentioned a way that that Blanco works by essentially becoming an operating system in its own right, booting up and then as you said finding that start and that finish Mm -hmm. sector and essentially destroying everything in between. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean obviously a lot of data Nowadays is stored on devices that might not necessarily be your, your typical laptop or desktop. So it's mm-hmm. on you know enterprise storage arrays and things like that. Can Blanco also work in those spaces as well with
1: sort of a a SAN or an enterprise storage array? So 20 years ago when we started, uh, the key use case was IBM compatible desktops. Yeah.
0: <laughs> as as I can imagine because back then that
1: was yeah, that
0: would have been where 90% of the stuff was stored. Indeed.
1: Now 20 years later as you say, it's a bit more complicated. So mm. you and I are carrying more data in our smartphones than you had on a hundred computers Absolutely, back in the yeah. days. So we used to say that Uh, We cover everything from device into the data center. So your smartphones, even your USB memory stick, Mm. uh, your tablet, your desktop, laptop, moving into servers, physical servers, as well as virtual servers, where you need to do a secure decommissioning. Mm -hmm. And then big storage systems. So the technology portfolio or the software portfolio has evolved over 20 years and now cover the whole range. So when I say boot up, that's when you want to target a specific drive in a system. But sometimes you want to target a file or you oh, want to target yeah. a logical unit in a data center. So you can do Erasure on virtual level, file level, logical level, physical level, which is the drive mm. level. So... Actually, this
0: is not just a not just a sort of, uh, as you say, a physical solution where you're finding a hard drive or a group of hard drives and understanding and, and erasing those. This has absolute sort of um, relevance to the cloud as well. Yes. So you could literally point, and that, I must admit that's one of the things that I've always been, in fact, actually, I was only at an event two days ago when someone was asking me, you know, what um, what is the residue? So when you spin up a virtual machine mm. in the cloud, what residue is left in that in in the cloud? Because what process is AWS or Azure or IBM or whomever going through to actually securely destroy the server and the data and the disk that you had to run. But I suppose in this situation you could do all of that as part of the decommissioning of the of the cloud server, could you or, not, or? Yeah,
1: no, absolutely. So if you look at the cloud industry, you have infrastructure as a service. Mm. Uh, A lot of uh, uh, providers out there are competing with uh, Amazon and competing (coughs) with uh, uh, the big ones. Uh, And they add security layers, they add services Mm. around it. And many of them include, for example, that you can do a secure decommissioning of a virtual machine. So if a customer is exiting your cloud... It happens now and then, Uh, they might be scaling down, they might be moving to another data center, but they are exiting somehow. The customer is often requesting, please show me a certificate that you have erased all our data, which means we would have to uh, help uh, the cloud service provider uh, with the software technology to run an efficient virtual machine Mm -hmm. decommissioning process getting that uh, audit trail, the certificate that they can send to their end customer wow. and the end customer can rest assured that no data is left behind.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that must be critical because uh, I think a lot of people don't really think about the the net, net effect of using the cloud. And, and actually, that a l- I think a lot of people think of the cloud as being... Um, not quite as persistent or not quite as real as physical on-prem data so it's fascinating to hear that you guys have got that piece covered off Mm. because that to me is one of the most critical elements that we are absolutely missing today in the space is that sort of life cycle management of a server as if it was a a physical on-prem server Um, so Obviously, you sort of touched on it, but go through the process whereby. So, would the would you need to work with the um, service provider to try and destroy the server, or actually, could you could you provide you know, the Blanco work with the service providers, or how does that actually work? How do you how do uh, how do reseller that's listening to this actually take advantage of Blanco to do
1: that in the cloud? So I think the strongest trend that we're seeing now is that we have so many service providers that are getting requests around this from uh, from their end customers. Mm. Either they're hosting themselves, running a cloud service, or they are managing the infrastructure for the customer, or uh, they are being called in to solve a specific problem. Could be all of those different scenarios. Uh, But the customer will specify uh, the need uh, to get rid of data, either because you're doing a tech refresh, you're replacing um, uh, physical assets, taking a thousand servers out, putting a a new thousand servers in, and then making sure that the old servers are not leaving the building with with data on them. So you can run really efficient processes Uh, to erase those servers before they leave the data center. Uh, Our um, uh, personal record is actually doing just under a 1,000 servers uh, in less than 10 hours from stepping into the data center. And that is a service provider uh, getting uh, the insight, the knowledge from our professional services team and then uh, uh having access to our software being able to license it in in a in a good way mm-hmm. uh, so the service provider can make a good uh, uh, margin also on providing this service to uh, uh to the end customer yeah so that's one approach the other approach is uh, simply uh, what we spoke about before uh we might have data that's end of retention. This data can't stay yeah, this in our is, clouds. Yeah,
0: this is one of the biggest ones, especially when we come to GDPR and you've essentially... So one of the things in GDPR, I'm sure you're aware, of, but just for our listeners, is you've got to hold data for a very specific period of time, for a very specific purpose, and mm. then you've got to be able to prove that you've basically destroyed that data. And I'm assuming that's where you guys come into your absolute element.
1: Yeah, and I mean, data retention, you have it everywhere. Business to business, accounting data, financial data, if you're a listed company. Mm. So EU GDPR is adding another layer to that, but it's already uh, existing processes out there. But it all has in common data retention and when data needs to be uh, properly Mm. erased. In uh, EU GDPR, you talk about Article 17 and the right to erasure. So you might even have customers calling you uh, and asking you as as their provider to uh, formally erase their data. So you really need to review these processes, make sure that you have efficient processes ready for these kind of requests. So asset end of life or data end of life. Those Mm. two different angles, equally important.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I must admit, I've not come across a product that really is is advertising that. What do you do when you when you when, as you say, data becomes end of life? And mm. actually, yeah, you know, coming back to the the GDPR angle, I think a lot of people are still struggling with that full on life cycle, and that more importantly, that certified end of life of data. Mm. So, can we talk a bit more about that piece? And, and essentially, what do you actually produce? So, you you mentioned that when you've um gone through and destroyed the data be that a file or a hard drive um you provide some level of certification mm mm-hmm. can you give elaborate a little bit on what that is is it a physical bit of paper is it a sort of a cryptographic key how's it handled what is it and and how can i use it to essentially almost as part of my you know if i'm dealing with customer data i could almost advertise that you know if you want you can have the have access to you know proof and evidence that actually Mm.
1: destroys your data so there's there's two very important dimensions here for our partners so first of all uh, all the resellers and service providers are often asked by their end customer that Mm. uh, we need documentation that this is uh, secure uh, a secure method a secure technology so there you have the certification angle where we can provide Wherever you are in the world, we have certifications and approvals to document that this is uh, good technology that Mm -hmm. can be used in that region. And once that is established, once you are running the erasure process, you're getting that erasure certificate, the audit trail at the end. And that is a um, tamper-proof data file collecting all the information from the erasure process, when it happened, what you have erased who did the erasure to what erasure standard what's the uh, hard drive serial number that you have erased so you can track it Mm -hmm. and compare it with an asset management system so once you have all of that data uh, it goes into what we call the blanco management console Mm -hmm. you can have that in the cloud or you can have it on prem as a database with a web interface and that allows you to efficiently manage that audit trail so if you're doing one storage systems with 200 drives or if you're doing a hundred thousand computers Mm. you will have a lot of audit trail data to manage but all of that goes automatically into a database and it's very easy for you as an administrator to just export something that is relevant for an external request for a specific uh, customer for example
0: yep. so you mentioned um, very briefly there the Blanco was it cloud management interface uh,
1: it is called the Blanco management console and it can sit either in a cloud service that yep. we are hosting or you can have it on prem in on your own server for example
0: so you can talk about could you talk a bit more about that because I think that's that's a real massive value add. You know, I, I was under the impression, obviously wrongly, that, you know, these were very isolated tasks. So you'd you destroy something, at the point it destroyed, it would present some some key, some information, some certificate. You take it then or it's mm. gone forever. But actually you're sort of you're are bidirectionally communicating with a, a back end service to collate and manage and, and organise everything so that you've got this really easy to to go and sort of deal with log
1: of of all the different things you've done, is that? Perfectly understood. So what what happens here is first of all we have to remember that whenever we erase something we're not destroying the actual equipment. The equipment can be reused Mm -hmm. nine times out of ten we are erasing something that's still sitting on the network. We're doing it on-prem Uh, it is uh, still on the network, it could be a server, it could be a desktop, it could be a storage system. Mm. So once the Erasure process is done, the Erasure client, the software, is programmed to automatically send that audit trail that Erasure Report, either to our cloud service, if you have configured it like that, or to a a Blanco management console that Mm. you host in your own network. That's fantastic. So, I mean... As far as being able to audit and
0: then pull back audit, so obviously when you, uh, you if you did get a request for, so if you got a, a GDPR request for all my information, actually instead of having to dig through, you could pass through, pass back these uh, very clearly um, certified data destruction records to the to the data subject and say, you know, this is this is literally the proof that we don't hold any more data on you. We did at some point, but we don't anymore. Here's a certification, and they can just go away and go. Oh, fantastic! That was a that was a
1: relatively sort of easy thing to to achieve. Correct. I mean, we've done that just recently for a customer where they had a number of specific files uh, on uh, uh, on one of their end customers. Mm. That end customer uh, did no longer do business with them. They had to um, uh, remove all of that information upon request. So they went in, they erased that data on file level uh they uh, put together the erasure reports sent to their customer yeah. as a proof and everyone was happy
0: so one of the other problems i think we found in in the real world with with not just gdpr but fundamentally when when people request private data and and do things with it they then forget they've got it because they move on to another project or another project and you know could you essentially as part of the full on sort of data pipelining process bring that data in and then make Blanco aware of it, target it for secure data destruction at a point in time mm-hmm. so that it's not down to the data processor, albeit it should be, but it's not down to the data processor to have to remember every single sort of block of data they brought in from a campaign or from a specific you know, data mining process. Mm-hmm. But actually, they know that on this point in time, this data will be destroyed. It's essentially a sort of fire and forget type mechanism where they can just say, we will always be. You know, Blanco will ensure that we are always compliant because going into the future, we will be able to just let it do its thing, and and it will delete the data for us, and then we'll never be essentially put at risk by
1: forgetting to do something. Yeah. So, two uh, two use cases here. Normally, you'll have uh, someone that is manually involved in uh, targeting the data and mm. uh, doing the erasure. Yeah. Because it has been identified as duplicate data, sensitive data, or it's end of life for equipment, etc., or you're actually using our software clients to set up automatic routines, just like you describe. Wow! So at the end of a retention period, automatically specific files that uh, correspond to a configuration that has been set up will be selected. Automatically raised, the erasure reports are sent into uh, the Blanco management console, and you have a full automatic process taking care of that task that you were oh, uh, identifying.
0: So, uh, so, as far as sort of um, uh, as far as sort of the, the methodology goes in an organization that's concerned about GDPR or fundamentally being in, in compliant with holding people's private data you essentially take all of that risk away by saying set this up day one and then you know when you when you do eventually get someone come to you and say and i think you'd be ignorant of an organization to say that they weren't going to be targeted at some point by another organization or an individual saying we want our data we want to see you know what you hold on us Mm. all they've got to go is go into the console and just basically say these are the campaigns we held your data for these are the certificates that the data's been destroyed. Thank you very much. Away yeah. we go. Yeah. Rather rather than the, the, I think, the terrifying um, prospect that many organizations fear of, have we deleted it? Where is it? We've forgotten about this. We've forgotten about that. We we were doing this. It's been duplicated there. It's a, just a complete rat's nest of, uh, of data that they've then got to go and either delete then and there or pull off, and, and it just you guys just simplify that whole process
1: we simplify that last step so as long as you know the uh, erasure target Mm. which file which folder etc that you want to erase and when uh, it should happen Mm. it can all be done automatically however we are not the silver bullet to make sure that data is not duplicated Uh, etc but
0: but what i like is that one of the we we get we have a lot of people coming to us with solutions that track the data that meta ta- that meta tag the data and say this is priv- this is private data this is this this is that this is the mm. other we don't have any tools in the portfolio today and I assume this is probably the main reason to report you on board mm. is we don't actually have any tools in the portfolio and I, I struggle to think of one off the top of my head that actually do that last step and do that last step in a way that is auditable that is certified so that because a lot of tools will say here's where your data is but very few tools will say here is how we we schedule it for destruction and we link it we essentially link the the last final step of the life cycle of the data Mm. to the fundamental first step which is the defining of the scope in which we are requesting and we're going to use that individual, that, that data
1: subject's um, private information. Exactly, and we get a lot of requests at the moment from uh, uh, service providers or vendors that have that search part uh, yeah, under the yeah, control, yeah. but then once they have found they, yeah, data exactly. that needs to be removed, they need to remove it with a process that gives the audit trail, yeah. has the certifications, etc. Yeah. And that's where Blanco comes in as the perfect final piece in the puzzle and that complementary uh technology to what you already have in place.
0: So that is the I mean that's perfect. So that's literally the full on life cycle of data management. Because I think if I if I sort of give some example or give an example of an organization I was working with two weeks ago, you know, they're literally at a place now where they are fifty fifty on whether or not they completely um eradicate their entire or four or five of their most successful Streams of marketing activity Mm. because they just they just feel it's too the the risk reward of having it there is just too high because as you say they they know what data is at risk but they don't they they're really worried about that full data lifecycle management process they're worried about you know in in the new GDPR world it not being able to be secured and managed and life cycled Mm. to to enough of a degree. To make them feel like they've mitigated all the risk that, that they could be or the, the the risk and the problems that GDPR could have could have. Whereas to implement a solution like this would take that risk away because although you've still got the risk of fundamentally being broken into and mm. you've got to use encryption and you know, to be able to say you can still go away and be relatively sort of bullish with the the campaigns you run and, and the way you go and get data, because every time you as long as you do it within the criteria of go into this web console and and basically set up, this is what I want it for, This this is the time it's going to be destroyed. That will then go and talk to a search tool that will make sure that all the data that comes in gets tagged and then eventually talk to Blanco, which will then go and find the tag of that data and destroy it. So you're almost giving a lot, you know, inadvertently you're giving a huge amount of freedom back to the organization in this new GDPR world to still go and collect private data but to do it in a way that is totally compliant with the GDPR process. Yeah,
1: you will always know that you can uh, erase the data securely at any point of time. Yeah. And one use case that we see very often with our partners is that you have identified, for example, a process where you are copying all your customer data to run analysis on it. Mm. You're putting it in a separate environment, you're running big data analysis, you're looking for specific trends, etc. It's key for any business, yeah. but it's, it's a also a risk.
0: Is yeah. it a full copy of all yeah. of your customer's yeah. data?
1: So at the end of that project, instead of just leaving the data behind or mm. deleting it, and it can be hacked and stolen, which we have seen good examples or bad examples of lately, you know that you can, at the end of the project, the analysis is done, we got what we wanted, now, let's securely erase this and yeah. document the process yeah. and have a service provider help us do it or we do it ourselves. Or that's
0: And I must admit, that's one of the things where a lot of people will do that analysis by copying it into a cloud service to do the big data analysis and then essentially drop the results back into the on-prem sort of data warehouse. But mm. whilst, it's, whilst even a subset of that data is copied into the big data service in the cloud be that, you know, an AWS and Azure or whoever it may be, you're absolutely right. That that data is is there and needs to be securely destroyed because you can't just switch the service off at the end of the day and go, fine, brilliant, well, we've got our results, now let's move on. You've got to securely destroy it. And that's, that's something I, had, I don't think I'd necessarily put that much thought into, but, but you're absolutely right. If you're not securely destroying the data at the end, then you've essentially left a huge quantity of records that would get you in a lot of trouble. And I, I suppose... One of the problems I think a lot of organizations will have is that they'll see this sort of test and development stage as it's only test and development. It's not production. But if you're using actual records to do test and development, hmm. you're just as at risk as if it was your you know, production primary um, data source.
1: Absolutely. And you even have ISO standards uh, hmm. within IT security saying that you have to work actively with removing Uh, Those kind of temporary files and test environments, etc. And also think about the scenario where you have a cloud service. Of course, you're using uh, a number of servers and storage uh, uh, space, etc. And when you have a new customer coming on board uh, after someone has exited, of course, you want to make sure that you have a firewall in between Mm -hmm. where you erase. Uh, the storage before you assign it to another user that that goes for uh, within an enterprise as well as when you're a service provider working with many different customers yeah so there's a number of interesting scenarios here big time um one thing that i want to point out that we, we shouldn't forget uh eu gdpr came into effect to protect data mm. We don't want to see data leaks, where data is being misused or stolen or lost. One of the common mistakes is that you actually send off equipment from your uh, own premises with data on there. Of course, yeah. Uh, It's being lost in transit, it's being stolen, it's being uh, ignored that data is actually leaving with the equipment. So we also see a lot of enterprises currently reviewing their existing asset decommissioning processes. And they are seeking new partners, more professional certified partners that can come in and make sure that you have that secure asset decommissioning process happening in a good way. Fantastic. So that's definitely an opportunity yeah. for a lot of partners out there.
0: Brilliant. So, last thing: how do partners uh, come work with you? How you know? How do you? Uh,
1: how do they engage with you? What sort of partners you're looking for? So, if if we just start geographically, uh, uh, Blanco is uh, is listed here in uh, in the London Stock Exchange and have a very big presence here in the UK and mm-hmm. all over EMEA. We have an uh, organization in, in Asia and in North America, awesome. Great coverage. so we have a good global coverage. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter if you're local, regional or global in your partner profile. We can work with you in many different ways. Mm-hmm. We have a specific channel team uh, that has really good onboarding programs, really good training programs. They have a specific partner portal to make sure that any new partner has easy access to sales material, marketing material, pricing information. So uh, over the last few years, Blanco has really grown up uh, to be a good organization to work with as a partner. Mm. So we're we're partner ready and we're seeing the the biggest growth happening through our partners at the moment.
0: Fantastic. Well, look. Thank you ever so much for coming in today and appreciate your insane amount of travel you've done to get here. And
1: uh, yeah, I think it's been really, really worth it. So thank you very much. Thank you so much. And I'm looking forward to the drive home. Yes, much appreciated. <laughs> Cheers, bye. Cheers, thanks.
0: Thank you for listening to Arrow really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please subscribe and please check out our other fantastic podcasts in the Balance Network. See you again next week.